Hello, I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and the Information Security Media Group. I'm speaking with James Lewis, Senior Fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies and Project Director for the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. In the first part of the interview, Lewis discussed the challenges facing the new White House Cybersecurity Advisor and why the federal government must take the lead in securing America's key digital assets. Please look for that elsewhere on GovInfoSecurity.com. As we continue our conversation, Lewis addresses the continuing mission of the Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency. That's the panel of information security experts with extensive government experience, whose report a year ago provided the foundation for President Obama's cybersecurity initiatives. The Commission on Cybersecurity for the 44th Presidency didn't go out of business with the issuance of its report. (laughs) Yeah, I wanted it to go out of business, but everyone else wanted to keep going. What's the commission now exploring? What critical cybersecurity challenges are present today that weren't present a year or so ago? You know, we have a new administration, and it is uh, energetically looking at these issues. We've got a lot of activity on the Hill. I think there's 18 cybersecurity bills right now. Now, whether any of them ever turn into law is another matter, but we've got a lot of ferment, a lot of activity. But we have two items say large problems that are going to be tough for the U.S. to deal with. And, you know, maybe it's even just one large problem. We're still handicapped in some ways by old thinking about how to approach cybersecurity. We kind of are saying things that we said in the Clinton administration. What we're going to try and focus on is saying what was appropriate 10 years ago is no longer appropriate. We need to rethink the environment for cybersecurity, and we need to rethink the role of government in it. And that's what we're going to be looking at. When you say we're still thinking the way things were back in the Clinton administration, what was that think, the way they thought back then, and and what should it be now? I just heard somebody from the White House say this, is that we want cyberspace to be unconstrained and uncontrolled and to be like the Wild West because the Wild West was best for innovation, and we need to keep the free and untrammeled Internet to allow for continued innovation, and that the Internet community would itself eventually come up with a solution to cybersecurity. And I don't agree on two grounds. The first is that innovation can occur in a secure environment. If you look at cars, the fact that we require cars to be safe doesn't mean people have stopped making better cars. It just channels innovation. In some ways, it incentivizes it. The second thing is I myself believed in this. Let's wait for the Internet community to come up with a solution. I actually wrote that in 1996 for some White House report, and it's been 14 years. It hasn't happened time to move on. So I think we've got to go through a sort of ideological debate within the government about what the best approach is. We have to go through it as a nation, and it's complicated by companies' desire to avoid liability and the privacy community's desire to constrain government and a whole set of things, but we're going to have to think about how do we make this a more mature environment for the economy to work in. Do you know when the next report will be issued? Hopefully in the next couple of months. We'd originally hoped to meet the one-year deadline and naturally miss it. I think we're going to shoot for uh, sometime in early spring. We're working on a set of recommendations now that look at identity management and look at situational awareness and look at international engagement. And hopefully in the next couple of months, the majority of the group will come to some consensus on them. Yeah, you mentioned international engagement. I don't know whether I'm trying to stretch a little bit, but obviously the Christmas Day attempt to 
blow up the jetliner over Detroit suggested, in at least the physical world, more collaboration, better collaboration among our international partners. Is there a takeaway from that incident to cybersecurity? The point is more collaboration is better. The answer is clearly yes. It is a global network, right? And so there's some things you can do nationally, but there's other things you have to do cooperatively with other countries. And we haven't been willing to admit that for the last eight years or so. Now we're going to have to say, what is it we want to do working with other countries to make the Internet and to make cyberspace more secure? What's possible? There's a whole set of precedents. We have something called ICAO, the International Civil Aviation Organization, that sets the rules for how to operate airlines safely, commercial air traffic. We have the agreement with Interpol and in the G8 on how to deal with international crime. There's an organization called the Financial Action Task Force, which is a group of countries that agree on how financial networks should be made more secure. So we've got all these mechanisms for other things, and it's time to think about what would the mechanism be for cyberspace. So far, I haven't noticed any politicalization of information security. Is that an observation you also have? Yeah, that's what people say, is that this isn't a, a partisan issue. And whether it will become one, I don't know. But so far, you've seen good cooperation between Senators Rockefeller and Snow, for example, or Senators Lieberman and Collins. A lot of good work, both sides of the aisle. So it doesn't seem to be a partisan issue, you know, whether that will change. Eventually, everything in America becomes partisan, down to the shape of whatever goes on top of the national Christmas tree. But so far, we've dodged it, and hopefully we can take advantage of the grace period as a nation to get some useful measures through. Now, speaking of Senator Rockefeller, Snow, Lieberman, and Collins, you know, as you mentioned, there were about at least a dozen and a half, another kind of heard three dozen bills before Congress that deal with cybersecurity. And Senator Joseph Lieberman, who chairs the Senate panel with cybersecurity oversight, promises to introduce a comprehensive cybersecurity bill in the coming weeks. What role should Congress play in helping secure the government's and nation's key digital assets? We've got a set of laws that were basically designed in the 1970s for copper wire networks that use rotary phones. These were in the days when alligator clips still made sense. And those laws aren't appropriate anymore. They don't work for privacy. They don't work for civil liberties. They don't work for security. You've also got a whole set of questions. What should DOD be doing? What do we want on identity management? What do we want on critical infrastructure protection that really are going to require some legislative fixes? There's a lot the White House can do without legislation, but at the end of the day, Congress is going to have to make some fundamental changes in how we secure the communications infrastructure. There's another rule that tends to get discounted, and that's the oversight rule. Nobody was particularly happy with warrantless surveillance program. Congress didn't do a good job of oversight. One thing that will be essential for better cybersecurity is giving people the comfort that someone's paying attention to make sure that the laws regarding privacy and civil liberties are being observed. Update legislation, provide oversight. There's a lot for Congress to do. Well, in privacy, I'm hearing that there's some concern about updating the privacy law, which is, I guess, about 30 years old. Just some hesitation and afraid that maybe certain protections might get weakened by doing so. Other interests in there. Uh, what do you what do you hear about the, the potential of the privacy law being updated? I think one of the problems we've got as a country is just that we have a whole lot of people who are good at saying no. And so one of my friends here in Washington says that it's like a hockey game where everyone is a goalie. So we're really good at blocking shots. 
we don't actually ever score anything. This is, you know, the larger comment that worries me for the country, and I think this is an example of it. Is there a little bit of risk that bringing the laws into the 21st century will somehow be bad? Yeah, I guess so. If we lose control and don't manage the process, I think it's just not a good way to approach things. It's to start out by saying, I want to be like my grandmother when she drives on the interstate. I want to stay on the, <laughs> the right side and go 20 miles an hour. You can tell you've hit a nerve, right? No, I don't think that's a risk. You know, one of the reasons our networks aren't secure is we have a lot of people who are always willing to say no. One of the reasons we don't have a rail link between the major international airport and the nation's capital is because we've been saying no for 15 years. The Chinese were able to build their rail link in three years. People can make the deduction themselves. Uh, which country is going to be more competitive? Same is true for cyber. Don't tell me why we shouldn't do something. Tell me what we should do. Are you optimistic that this new session of Congress will see some type of significant cyber security and or privacy legislation? No. <laughs> no, I think what you're going to see is some very good bills introduced and a long series of debates leading up to the uh, end of the year. And then the question is, will midterm elections derail this or will they be able to get something through? You know, the best time to ask that question will be in September when people come back. Uh, will we see things put up for a vote? It's possible. Some really good ideas in the legislation, and I hope some of them get through. And when you say that you express your concern about legislation not being enacted and you raise the point of midterm elections, is it because of other non-technology, non-information security reasons why these bills won't come to a vote, or would there be something in these bills that may cause some political concern? Well, I think both. Probably more the former. Congressmen have to pay attention to being reelected. So starting in about, you know, sometime probably in August, their attention will be focused on the election. And that means the CPU time available for significant new legislation will decrease. The bills have a whole set of provisions in them. You know, you, you've probably seen the Rockefeller and Snow bills. Some have controversial parts, some don't. The bills themselves are pretty good, the ones I've seen. Certainly the Rockefeller Snow bill has some really great stuff in it. But the question is, will the timing work out to be the Congress can get to them? Anything else like that? With Howard coming in at the start of the year with some presidential attention and with a lot of activity at the agencies, we might see some improvements in the next year or so. So I'm actually a little optimistic. Well, thanks, Jim. Hey, thanks anytime. I've been speaking with Jim Lewis, Senior Fellow at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. I'm Eric Chabro of GovInfoSecurity.com and the Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.